what happens is what happens is then, uh, you know, I, I'm like, Oh, I wish I had that recorded. So this yeah, yeah, yeah. So what were you saying about the muse com? I'm loving, loving, loving the muse headband. I, I get up in the morning because I did your, your training Mm -hmm. and it has helped me really streamline my morning, like having the lower lights. And I've had a meditation practice uh, for years, Um, but the lower lights and the, the not looking at my phone and really consciously saying, Oh, I want to go look at my phone, but then not looking at my phone and really watching my brain and how it does its thing. And then it's so wild, isn't it? It's um, and really just kind of being the, like behind it, almost like experiencing the brain function, but not engaging in it. And I have to tell you, my days are, I was having good days before my days like off the charts. It's amazing, isn't it? I know I have the opposite going right now. That's why I'm like, (laughs) no, not like, you know, I, but my awareness is high because I'm just like, where'd the day go? And it's all like just running defense on things. And there's a lot of things going on with my kids right now too. So it's just par for the course. And I told Jamie before that every January, I'm not even kidding for, you know, I've been a parent for 19 years. My daughter's birthday is Saturday. Oh, that, uh, every January, I think to myself, I can't work in parent. It's like a wild thing. And, you know, for years I was at the university and so I didn't even work December and January, but like January tends to be a time, like something happens where there's a lot going on with the kids. And and I said this to Jamie, like two months ago, like in January, when I am like freaking out, it's probably just because something cycles around, but then it, then it dissipates as they all, then it comes down. I think it's because we have the holidays and our parasympathetic nervous systems relax and we get into, you know, joyful holiday season. And then January hits and we're like, whoa. And you have a a lot of, you have a lot of kids. I have one, one daughter who doesn't even live with me. She's in college right now. So it's, we're in different seasons for sure. Yeah. And this is such a cool season of life. And I really try to live responsibly. So yeah. I'm aware of the breakdown and, yes. you know, I've put too much on my plate, like taking this nonprofit uh, certification program is really cool because I know it's going to help me raise the money that I need to for this mission. Totally. And totally. actually last night when I realized I had all this work to do to take this <laughs> quiz, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, while I'm dealing with all this other stuff, I'm like, this is actually really cool because it helped me realize I need to pace myself more. Mm-hmm. I'm really eager to make tons of money. To, not to make, but to raise a lot of funds yes, to yes, be yes. able to serve the mission to help people, more people for free. Yeah. But, you know, just as I started, I'm like, you know what, this is a good reminder that I can't let it unravel the beauty of my life right now, because it is such a cool season. I was typing my intro into the course and this is what made me think of it. I'm like, it's really a cool season in my life. Having so many kids around, like yeah. in my youngest daughter is 11, like in seven years, I'll have nothing but time and, and it'll be a completely different lifestyle. So completely different. That's why when uh, Olivia was little, I, I didn't work. I didn't work for years. I was a stay at home mom and did a lot of volunteer stuff. And I was so grateful that I intentionally spent, but you and I, I'm a projector and you're um, a manifesting generator. So you (laughs) have the energy to like, to be super mom and, and work and have uh, several companies. I'm more of like, 
Oh, I, I wish, wrong. I wish I was like that for so many years. I tried to quit working a few times and it was not good for me. So I, I tried a couple of times and I'm like, cause I'm like, I'm going to intentionally dedicate myself to these kids. And you know what, actually, uh, and I had a conversation with another woman about this too, who probably is more like you, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, a neighbor of mine where she's like, you know, she found that she's a worker too, but she took off when her kids were young. She has two daughters. And then now she works a lot that they're older. I actually did the reverse. I ended up working more when they were really young, but there was five of them. And that was like a lot of work being at home. Going to work was easier than being home. (laughs) It was was a lot easier. And, but when I came home, I was there for them. But then as they became more of like where I could actually, you know, this was, and I'm a child development specialist, like that my background is, but as I could interact with them and be like a little bit more formative in those years, then I really decreased my schedule to be around, to be able to do that when they need a conversation or when they need to emotional regulation, you know, not that yes. I wasn't around when they're yes. little, but you know, that's wild. the piece now connecting with Olivia when she calls and really practicing active listening versus thinking about what I want to say, or did you do this? Or did you do this? And did you go to the grocery store? How's the day? You know, do you need any money? You know, and I really try and intentionally listen to her and hear her and not go into the mom questions. So it's totally. I, I've been, I've been practicing that with my younger kid, like with all my kids, probably for like 10 years now, I talk about it a lot in videos and when I'm coaching people, because a key component of my program is better communication and interactional style, Absolutely. changing your interactional style and becoming a better communicator, which for most people involves a lot more listening And so I'll text my kids. I was just telling a client actually in coaching and I know it's a client that was referred to you. So hopefully you'll, uh, you know, be able to work with this person, but um, yeah, I know Jamie had been talking with a few people and this person in particular, but I was saying how I will text my kids specifically a text that requires no response. And so then you know, and sometimes they're weird things. I'll get back a ma, you know, like, cause it's like some weird bit emoji of me <laughs> or, or like, you know, I'll just text them things that don't require a response or I'll just ask them how they are, what's going on, what's shaking. And it's not always like, because I also do have to text them from downstairs up to their bedrooms, come and load right. the dishwasher, you know, they'll have chores <laughs> or then I'll thank them. Like I thanked my son yesterday. Thank you for taking the garbage out and putting the groceries away. You know, and he gave me a thumbs yeah. up. So like, just really exactly shifting out of like momming, you know, I've been momming. It's a mommy, so yeah, I do exactly the same thing. Sometimes I'll send Olivia, like we do this, this silly thing. I'll send her some random, like emoji, like a snail. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll send me back like a lizard, you know, I know, like, I know. Like, throughout the day. It's just our goofy little, like, and I, I crack up. It's like hilarious. You know, <laughs> it is, it is really fun to be able to build that. And I told my husband, start doing that, dude because you won't have a way to communicate with them. Like, you know, I won't go on Snapchat and like enter their worlds there where they don't want their mom, but I'm like, you need to communicate them in their way because with my own parents who I talk about a lot also, because I've learned a lot, my parents don't use technology at all. I mean, they have a, they have an iPhone. My mother-in-law who's 87, she and I have a better relationship in the last three years because we, she got a phone and I text her pictures of our family all the time. Oh, I love that. So, and then she'll thank me. And then like, you know, she'll text me back. How are you? Haven't heard from you in a while. Aww. And then I just always, whatever, like, you know, once a week or two times a week, I just text her pictures and she 
constantly gets pictures from me and that's built a nice relationship, but I'll text my parents pictures. They don't look at it. They are used to the one hour phone call two times a week. And like, it literally, it just really wounds my nervous system. (laughs) It does. I talk about it. it, it. Hopefully they never watch my videos, but their level of emotional maturity is pretty low. My mom talks about the weather all the time. And all my dad talks about is where my kids are going to college. We've been talking about that for 19 years since April. Wow. (laughs) Wow. He likes it, but he's never gone out of his way to try to talk to me about the topics that are important. Like we've gotten anything, you know, so I don't want to call and talk about those two things again, but I have to, because I'm a good daughter. (laughs) You're a nice daughter. (laughs) I think that's the piece, like really meeting people where they're at and learning what their communication style actually looks like, whether it's asking probing questions, the why questions or the what questions, or why do you feel like that? Or what makes uh, you feel that way kind of thing in coaching. And it totally um, works in real life too. When I'm talking to friends or when I'm talking to my daughter and I can like turn off that brain and really just engage. And it's so fun. It's such valuable information. And it's really cool when you like the benefit of coaching is not only is a coach telling you and get providing action steps, but they're modeling that for you also. And that becomes a professional coach becomes a model for healthy emotional regulation. And if you don't have people in your world who you can enter into a relationship like that, then getting a professional coach really is a good idea. And actually I was just something I wanted to talk about today and kind of sure. springboard off of this idea was I, hopefully the webpage for professional one-on-one coaching is going to be up on drtrishley.com very soon. Yay. But yeah, so as I was putting it together, um, I kind of put it together. You know how it helps people to think about like, what am I getting into when I get into coaching? And so I put it together as a five-step system. And if I can't remember all of them, I'll look them up real quick, but you know, basically, and it's what you're accustomed to, but just kind of putting the name, our brain rewire uh, five-step system for coaching. But what I wanted to share first for people who are listening or viewing is that, you know, statistics show, and I was trying to find numbers yesterday, but they were all over the place, which then leads me to try to find one that makes me feel good. And I ran out of time, but they're all <laughs> between like 75 and 87%. The, what I was looking up is how much more success rates people have accomplishing their goals when they have a professional coach opposed to a sponsor or a peer mentor. That's and it's so significantly good. higher. It's like, it in, you know, 86% was something that I kept finding. And it was different things. So I just didn't want to put a wrong number on a, on a webpage. So I just wrote it significantly higher if you have a professional coach. And the reason being is sponsors or peer mentors, they've been through a shared experience. They've walked a mile in your shoes, but it doesn't mean they came out the other side with the techniques and the tools, with the knowledge base, with the skills. Professional coaches not only have usually been in your shoes or shoes close to yours, mm-hmm. they've also been trained and have developed those skills and the knowledge base. So the first thing I wanted to share with people, and maybe you can just add your, you know, your viewpoint on this is that professional coaching is it's, it's imperative for some people, not all people need a professional coach, but when it comes to pornography addiction and sex addiction, these roots run deep. You know, I always talk about how they're those seeds of addiction are, planted in childhood and they are grown over a lifetime. It's really difficult to dig those roots up by yourself. 
you really need someone who knows how to get the right shovel and to be able to approach it properly. Uh, do you have any thoughts for? I, I do. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, I was trying to active listen, <laughs> actively listen, and <laughs> but all of these I thoughts know. were running through my brain. Um, totally. I'm a person who has been in recovery herself, and I am happy to share that for yeah, almost 20 it. years now and have gone to 12 step programs, have had sponsors who currently has a sponsor. I sponsor other people in program. I have friends in programs that are my friends. And, but I'm also a professional coach and it happened since 2009. So the difference between the conversations that I'll have with a peer or a sponsor, sometimes I end up, you know, coaching my sponsor or, and sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I really need to find someone who can like help me. (laughs) I I know I've had to find there. So I've, it's led me to working with either a therapist who's a PhD or a coach. And the coaching is a little bit more, what am I pondering? It's a little bit more pragmatic in that um, oftentimes the coach has been where I've been. I want someone who has walked the walk and someone who has what I want. So I'm looking at their life and I'm saying like, how do they handle stress? How do they handle communication with their husband or their child or their neighbor, or for that matter, like how do they fundamentally um, exist and go to work and and handle the different things without using something to, you know, sign off at the end of the day, whether it be pornography, alcohol, drugs, whatever. And oftentimes, in my humble opinion, people who seek pornography or alcohol or whatever they seek to numb themselves oftentimes have experienced some sort of trauma and they're operating from a trauma response. And so that's what I love, love, love so much about your programs, because you totally address that you address rewiring the the brain and looking at the neurological pathways, which is absolutely paramount. So that along with the coaching, as far as far as I'm concerned is a win-win solution and coaching aside from just kind of having someone in your corner <laughs> who can hear you can sometimes be very straightforward or call you on your stuff and with kindness and compassion, give you some action steps um, propels you into a, sometimes a whole way of living that you never even knew existed or could, could it, that you could exist in a really highly functioning way and have a lot of joy and peace in your life. And you just don't know that when you're actively in that addiction and there's the shame and, and the fear and, you know, all the triggers Definitely. and then you go back to it and the, yeah. yeah and, and the habit, the habitual nature of it yeah. makes it so that it fills a really big void in your life. And so it does, you know, porn or drinking or, you know, it's like, okay, if you drink every night and it's very, you know, just to equate it for people, people who drink every night, they're filling all that time you know, three, four hours of hanging out drinking. So if you watch porn every night, you're filling three, four, five hours of porn. And at the same time, it's making you go back into porn. So it creates this loop and you don't even see you've created a dopamine deficit. And science shows if you're getting a dopamine deluge, I always call it a flood of dopamine (laughs) from the screen. It makes a dopamine deficit in the world. So then you don't even, you stop caring about all the stuff in your world because there's such high levels of dopamine in porn. 
And so you can't even see that until you can get a step back. And you're totally right. So many people give up on either a life, which just breaks my heart. People who are really sucked into porn from a young age because their brain is being damaged from a young age, you know, now with edging and all the stuff people do in porn, very damaging to the brain. They can't even get themselves going in the right direction, but for people who are going in the right direction, but then they have this established porn habit. They're like, I know I'm not at my full potential. And that's why I use thriving and full potential instead of surviving. Like you said, a trauma response is just survival mode at all times. And, you know, I was, I was talking about how I feel like I'm in defense survival mode for the last week or two, just because things keep coming at me. And I, and it's awful. It, it, it's like broken <laughs> down my, and thankfully I feel okay-ish. But what yeah. we were talking about is, you know, giving yourself more time each day and my self-awareness is high. So I've already, you know, sometimes I just, it just is what it is for me, but I, I've created it that way, but I can deal with it really well, but I've already have my sights on how I'm going to get myself, you know, out of survival mode because you can right. exist there for a little while, but then you really need to, when you feel that coming, you have to go, okay, I've got to get back into thrive mode. Totally. So, you know, humanity ebbs and flows once you're in a coaching program, but having a coach to support you, you know, we talked about this last time, funny thing, my coach said that what I met with him, you know, and I told him what I think my biggest challenge is and self-sabotaging, which is always doing way too much. And he's like, why are you doing it? I'm like, that's why I hired you to help me, <laughs> to help me break it down and to get rid of the things that I shouldn't right, be doing. Right. So, right. and he's, he's like, gotcha. You know, and then he gave me an action step and an exercise, which I'll complete for our next meeting. And i like, literally after the discussion, I already put things into place to, you know, just that springboarding and him giving me the action step, the action step itself has already helped me to move in the right direction and come out of that. So that's awesome. My coach calls it her window of tolerance. So there's <laughs> this window of tolerance that where the little pendulum yep. exists. And then when it swings too much this way or too much that way. I, and so now I have language and, and that's, that's the same language I use. Do, do you know that's the exact same language that I use? No. I have videos, old videos on my I've talked about it on my porn YouTube That's channel, awesome. but on, on my brain rewire, my first YouTube channel, brain rewire, Dr. Trishley, where I talk all brain stuff, I've been calling it the pendulum effect for a really long time. And that's exactly, I don't call it the window of tolerance, but I, I call them tolerations, things you're tolerating. It's exact yeah. same language. It's pretty wild. That's cool. And the pendulum effect that I teach people is that your pendulum, if it goes out to a high to one side, it has to go to the low to the opposite side. Right. That's how a pendulum works. That's and right. that the goal of neurological regulation and subsequent self-regulation is to keep your pendulum right there in the middle as much as possible and have it just swinging back and forth gently, never high highs and low lows. And if you think about porn, if you're always going into a high high in this massive dopamine deluge, it has no choice, but to create a dopamine deficit in your life because your pendulum swings all the way the opposite. It it creates anxiety and overwhelm, basically. Yeah. It makes so much sense. But it's totally true. I've been tolerating a lot. (laughs) Pardon? It's totally true. I've been tolerating a lot, but I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I know. Like 
I think that you're able to, to like handle a lot though. Like I listen to that and I'm, I think I would be much more overwhelmed and you're kind of like, well, it's going to be okay. And you have a really good attitude about it, which I think is half of um, the glass half full kind of thing. Yeah, and and I really, truly, I truly try to find joy in it. And so like, it's pretty you wild. To. You have to, you have to, uh, like a bunch like, of bad things, you know, perceive, a bunch of perceived bad things have happened to me. And like, I honestly don't even, I really, truly don't believe if you can just stay chill and stay regulated in something that there's, there is no such thing as a bad thing. It will always come for your good. And it's, and so I was telling you how my husband ruined, literally ruined, dropped the transmission out of my car. Then the tow truck driver came and the car, the car floated away, hit another car and got completely damaged in the forest. So it's funny because my daughter goes, the universe is teaching you a lesson, mom. What is it? I go, I'm pretty sure the universe is teaching your father a lesson (laughs) because I never got upset. And my husband who would typically, the cool thing about him, because we're always working on emotional regulation. He called me, he said he sat in the truck. Like, <laughs> what did, what just happened? What did I do? Normally he's pretty impulsive. And I could see him like just ramming the gas and that's how the drive shaft and transmission drops. You accelerate too fast and hard. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I wasn't doing that. I just wasn't doing it. He said, right before it happened, I thought you'd be so proud of me on how <laughs> I was driving your truck. <laughs> So like, you know, but then a lot more things happened throughout that day. There were so many learning opportunities, but neither of us let it get away from us. A bunch of other bad stuff happened. Like, and my husband said, yes, two days ago, he's like, I can't believe how well I handled that whole situation. That's like, you know, me too. He apologized, which was really cute for trashing my car. Oh, and you know, they are, they're lessons. If you can go, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay regulated. Where's the lesson in this? And I loved hearing my daughter use that language. Where's the lesson in this? So I thought that was beautiful. And then like, okay, life happens, you know, cars are going to die. That's life. However, if you're like, well, I handled that one well. (laughs) So when the next one comes down the pike, whatever it might or or might not be, you can look back and say, well, no biggie. Definitely. I I just told, absolutely. I just told somebody that, that I got scammed once for $700 long story. Ooh. I want to tell you it, but, and it wasn't my fault. And of course I debriefed myself. Like, how did I allow that? And I, it was just right. fast thinking It happened to yeah. somebody else who sucked me in type of thing. And I didn't have the full story, learned tons of lessons from that. But, and I was upset with myself though. Cause I'm like, how did I allow myself? And then I processed it all. Like I get it. I get exactly the triangle that happened that brought, I was not in my zone that allowed it. But I believe that, and I've learned this from lots of experiences, like that $700 is going to save me from a $700,000 or a $7,000 experience because I took the opportunity. I've gained the skills, something bad, you know, perceivingly bad happened to me, but now I've had more discernment in other situations where I know I've avoided bigger financial loss and bigger heartbreak. But I still had to sit with that experience. So that's what I do with all experiences. And I teach my coaching clients. And I'm sure you teach your coaching clients similar skills. Because if you use every opportunity in your life to build skills, and especially if you have a coach to help you debrief, which is what I do. Absolutely. We get on. And so let if I can just segue, because I don't want to record for too long because people get bored. We'll segue to our five steps that I've come up with. Oh, good, good, good. uh, And then we can kind of wrap it up after we think about it. But 
you know, if you have a problem and you've been suffering with something like porn addiction, and honestly, Jackie's prepared to help people with lots of things. So I created the page and it says brain rewire instead of just porn brain rewire. I, I didn't it. want to limit you because I thought it was beautiful. The skill oh, set good. that you have. So, you know, people who have attention issues and when a lot of people come to work with us, they don't immediately want to tell us they have a problem with porn. So being able to get into coaching for your motivation, for your procrastination, for your brain fog, for your anxiety, for whatever's holding you back. And then when you're comfortable in a, you know, rapport in a private coaching relationship, it can really help you crack that porn addiction too. So if you're sucked into this world where you're in a loop and you're not able to move forward, then when people reach out to us, you know, first we figure out where you are and what is going on with you and how we can help you. And it's pretty easy for a professional coach to be able to see that from the get-go. We have people fill out an intake form as much as they're comfortable with, but obviously more is better because we have a sense of what's going on. And then from there, we can get into a meeting and start breaking it down. But step number one is first of all, figure it out, but then come up with a plan. When you're caught in this loop and you have no plan, it's almost impossible to get no escape. Yeah. There's no escape. So, you know, we can, it's pretty cool. I know like in my coaching sessions where a person will talk and they'll think I've never heard anything like that before. And then I'll pretty quickly, like you're doing, writing some notes down, I'll pretty quickly be able to go, okay, this is what I'm seeing going on. And this is the action step that you can take. And so, you know, another step in this process, if I can go through them, right. I don't know if it's too honestly, but we'll say it's the second step in this process is not only to create the plan, there's regular meetings with the coach so that the plan is actually implemented with very specific action steps. So I like to take concepts so that, you know, the why behind what we're doing, you know, the science, the why, but then you bring it back down to, this is what you need to go do. And I usually give people three action steps. I try to keep, you know, not give them 12 action steps, but not give them more than one. So usually people have three action steps when we get off each session and it's responsive too. And, you know, I know when I have my coach, they can't respond to my needs in the moment by having the skill to be able to do it right away. And then it's, tricky to have a coach and we're able to do that. You tell us what's going on. We're able to go, okay, go do these things and we'll, we'll regroup next week. Mm -hmm. And if it didn't go great, we can help you course correct and figure out why. Yeah. And if it went well, we can keep you moving forward. So what coaching does is you're building skills all along the way, going back to my $700. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, through that situation, I coached myself you know, I, I could look at the pieces. I was driving when this person sucked me into helping them with this scam thing. I should have defaulted. Honestly, another thing, just to give an insight into coaching, what I realized was too, it was our office manager. She called my husband and my husband doesn't work no matter what, unless he's at work where I will pick up the phone. So His, but it was kind of like me and I've named this self-righteousness in my world. I've talked about (laughs) it before too. So if he's like, I'm working out, I'm not going to solve this. It actually ended up being a scam, not a big problem. I'm like, you know, I better help her figure this problem out, but it was a scam. So, and I wasn't in a position because I had my kids all in the car. So what I thought was me being a better worker than him ended up meaning we got scammed out of money. Mm. So that was great for me because that would hit home on my, on a default mode of, 
solving stuff quickly, which for since that moment, I solve things slowly. I love that. I love that. (laughs) That's actually nothing can't wait. Nothing can wait. And actually time and space. You're in the middle of something and you re it's, it's, I call it the react or respond, right? So do I want to react to this situation? Is it a fire or can I, you know, and our brain sometimes wants to move into the reaction mode or can I just, right? Actually this morning I was doing a workout at home and I kept getting phone calls and I kept hearing my phone texts and I was like, no, I am, I'm not going to look at it. Like, and, but our brain thinks, oh, there must be something that I need to respond to and, or react to. And oftentimes there isn't. Yeah. And that was years ago. And since that experience, I really have had the takeaway and I basically don't answer my phone in the car ever. I never talk. Actually, I never answer my phone unless I know you're (laughs) calling, unless I know you're calling. I never answer my phone and I will default to my husband more. And, and actually we've changed some of our policies because there were two cooks in the kitchen too, in the office. So so there that I could see the pattern of you know, two chefs that are doing different things at different times. Like that's, that's why in kitchens, there's a chef and a sous chef. Exactly. And so I made my husband, the chef of the office, made myself a sous it. chef and then actually I've come out and poured myself into porn addiction. But you know, that was years ago and everything's changed since then. But so I had a plan, you know, I had action steps. I was able to course correct when things didn't go wrong. And then what that does is it builds your skills And it makes it so that you set this foundation of how you're moving through the world so that you end up not failing. You end up, you know, not failing anymore. It's literally a success plan. And that's the unwire, rewire and hardwire that are in the digital programs. But having a coach move you through it so that, you know, as you ebb and flow, you might have a stumble or a slip or a slide backwards, but it doesn't mean you've just everything's slid away. It means you get back up. Your coach tells you, this is how we're going to dust you off. Get back on the path. And I help people with that every day. You know, I, I've, I've been doing that for years, like saying, okay, this is what happened. And we avoided that major problem. You know, that was just a little tiny hiccup and then learn from it. As long as you've learned from it, we keep moving forward. Because oftentimes it is a few steps forward to maybe then a step back. But right, if there's progress, if there's progress, and sometimes people just want to know that they're not alone and there is a solution and that there's help. And Definitely. I'm looking up what the five simple sometimes. Here, yeah. Here's what the five steps actually are. I'm looking them up. Is that oh, good, good, good. you connect with the right coach to guide yes. you out of the suffering? You have to have the right person with the skill set. So when people have a porn addiction and they go to a psychotherapist that knows nothing about it that you will get the worst advice. And this is what happened to my friend that led me here in the first place. You know, you go to your your urologist and they tell you that, you know, your erectile dysfunction is from performance anxiety, especially if you haven't told them about porn or if you did and they tell you porn's not a problem, they're wrong. That's just the wrong advice. And a friend of mine went for sex addiction early on and was told porn's not a problem at all. Like, that's like, if you know anything about it, it is the problem. So, (laughs) you know, that's why uh, on the website I wrote that I always joke that I'm, I'm Yoda, especially when people are, (laughs) you know, like worried about what I look like. And actually, I want to start writing in the comments. I'm sure Gary Wilson, Gary Wilson's the forefounder, the father, forefather of your brain on portal. And I just want to put Gary Wilson didn't have to deal with this crap. What shirt are you wearing? (laughs) 
or, or if he's got more makeup on today than the other day, right? Come on. Art. So, you know, but that's why I say like Yoda, because no, you know, Yoda's not even good looking, but Yoda was the master guide for like all the Padawan yeah. learners. So, you yeah. know, Yoda uh, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, so um, you have to have the right guide if they're going to lead you to your destination. You need to it's know where your destination is. Absolutely. You need a solid plan. Number two is you get a solid plan for success and learn how to implement it. Number three, meet with your coach regularly to guide you and hold you accountable. Accountability is mm-hmm. huge. Number four, learn how to course correct any challenges through responsive feedback, ultimately creating success and use your new strong foundation to avoid failure in the future for long-term joy. Beautiful. And that's what we're able to do for people. Beautiful. So yeah, don't you think so? I was excited. And it's about a lot easier than it sounds. <laughs> And it can be fun. Really like I tell people I've overextended the word fun. I started as, well, I actually didn't start for a long time. I was a university professor. And so I overextend the term fun because I'll walk into a classroom of 200, you know, students and I'd be like, okay, who's ready for some fun today? And everybody always <laughs> enjoyed like, oh. my, they enjoyed my courses, but fun meant we're going to like go look at brains in the neuro lab, right. you know, that we're going to spend a ton of time memorizing every single part and functionality, but that is fun. Once you realize like, you know, now, you know, something you didn't know, and now you know how to use that information, especially if it means creating the life that you love. Once your, your life starts to get better and you start to thrive and enjoy yourself again, and relationship with other people, it becomes fun. It becomes a joy. It's oftentimes just getting through the first few sessions, you know, over those first few humps and, uh, and changing the behavior and, and, and really uh, consciously and mindfully deciding I'm going to choose this. Yeah. And I know you're, I know you're just like me, which is really cool because I hardly talk about porn with people. And that's what people say. They're it's like, not about the porn. so cool. Cause it's not about the porn. It's not the about porn the porn is just, porn's not even the problem. It sucks you back in. So you definitely need a plan Correct. To, yes. to be able to be not sucked in. But, and the yes. reason I always say this in my YouTube videos is that really what we focus on is getting on purpose in your work, your relationships mm-hmm. and your hobbies, because that's yep. the foundation. That is the strong foundation. So it's so cool. Cause when I get on with people, you know, I've helped people get new jobs, new professions that they are stoked about or helped people to reconnect with their partner that they lost hmm. uh, touch with and they no longer found attractive because they're watching porn. So now they, they're rekindling the, the fire and they're like, that's they can't the believe they're having fun with their partner. They've reconnected yeah. the joy. They found the love in the sex, you know, oh, like and sex is better, beautiful. but the love's there. Like how great's that? And then number one thing is people don't do their hobbies because they do get, the screen tells them this is where all the dopamine is. So like, you know, people say, I'll say, what do you do for fun? And they'll like, kind of laugh. Like, you know, I used to (laughs) sail boats. I used to play basketball. I used to skateboard. And I'm like, when's the last time you skateboarded seven years ago. And I'm like, well, time to break that thing out. Yeah. One guy, he, he loved to play soccer. And I said, when's the last time you played soccer? He's like years ago. And I said, your action step, before the next time we talk is to get a soccer. I had him identify if there was a park or where he could play. He said, there's a park right across the street that he could go play. And so this is the funny thing though, that 
you know, I can't remember what day of the week. We'll just say it was Thursday that we met on. He told me he didn't get the soccer ball until the Wednesday before. That's how <laughs> that's how action steps go too. Cause I'm like, you got that soccer ball? He's like, it just came. I'm like, have you gone to the park? He's like, no, but I did go outside and kick it. But like that is the biggest the start. And then, you know, yeah. through our through our work together, he was going and playing soccer with other people frequently. Love it. Like game changer, because now that hole that was left by porn is being filled by soccer and lunch with friends, right? How awesome. awesome. How awesome is that? And that's fun. And that's amazing. And it's it's life giving. And then soon, sooner or later, the porn just seems to drift away. It does. And then you have, if you have urges and, you know, just the, the reason urges come back is because if they do, that was your default mode. A sexual urge is actually just a call for mood regulation. So when you learn that, and people talk to me about this all the time, they're like, I had an urge, but I knew it had nothing to do with porn. It just meant, and then they could do what I just told you about the $700. They go, I've been overworking for the last two weeks. I'm stressed out because I have this deadline that's tomorrow. And that feeling of needing porn or sex is just because I'm at the brink of my tolerance zone. Yep. And then when we identified, I'm like, you're going to, you need to ramp up your dopamine producing activities in the world. You got to tell your brain, you're okay. You're going to be okay. You got to go do some things that you like. And then then, then he did, and he was able to get over that urge. And that's That's the tool that you have, you know, so. Okay. Well, that's what people learn in coaching. They learn new tools, they get new tools and they're able to implement them into their lives. And it's, it's really, really life-giving to watch the light bulbs go on for people. Uh, as you well know, it's, it's really, it's super beautiful. Yeah. And what I, and the way that I offer coaching and we offer coaching is that, you know, it becomes a relationship. So it does. if you want us to be your people long-term, we can be your people long-term. We have a commitment that you commit to a three-month coaching program. And honestly, if you if it's not a good fit, we don't keep anybody in any commitment because no, that's no, how no. I roll. But we want you to commit for three months so that you know there's some time and energy that needs to be put into this Absolutely. for change. But it's, the cool thing is then after that, we have coaching maintenance programs. But I'll tell you, I don't take on, I haven't taken on new coaching clients in a long time just because of my schedule. But I coach all of my old coaching clients because- <laughs> I have a policy. If you've you coached with me, if you've coached with me, we're in this for life. You need me for yeah. whatever amount of time I'm here for you. I and we agree. have a maintenance program. So as people struggle, they know they can get on my schedule and I'm not going to leave them out to dry. And that's really important because as Very stuff comes important. at you, you already yeah. have this rapport. You don't have to, you know, if you're having an urge and you're strung out and you don't know who to call, you can send us a message saying, I need to get on your schedule because, you know, this is happening. My yeah. mom died and I'm spinning out of control. I need you to help me spin into control. So we got your back, like for the rest of your life, if you, if you want it, that's how we operate here. This is it's a relationship. So I do the same thing long term. You have to. You Coach have to. So. As you're around. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I want to see people for years. I actually, a woman that I hadn't um, met with in like probably seven years called me the other day and it was like, uh, two people because I'm back in Orange County from Northern California and we just picked up where we left off like it was yesterday and I mean it happens to me all the time a guy that a guy, a guy that I worked with years ago called yeah. me because his son's having a problem 
And so I oh, jump oh, on oh, with him and nice, his son. Nice. How beautiful, like, you know, that, that gentleman didn't have to, he, that man's doing great. And he didn't yeah. have to think where to go now that yeah. his kiddo, who he's really yeah. concerned about, because the resource was there. And unfortunately, that's going to happen for many, many people out there that don't even know that it's going to happen to them yet. Uh, because this stuff tends to be multi-generational. We should probably wrap up there before we open any more can of worms. We can talk about that next time. Uh, okay, well, thank you for joining me again to kind of break down coaching for people because I really want people to know what they're getting. And if you need a coach, you need a coach. I want you to know that the investment, it, you know, I know it's an investment and you hear us, we invest in coaches for ourselves because yes. you need someone ahead of you to pull you through who has the tools but that investment is such a value. So when people reach out to me, they're like, do you really think I need coaching? And the way that you can proceed is when the web page is up, you can do a discovery session so that in that discovery session, you can discover if this is going to be a good fit for you. And you don't have to commit, you don't have to be all in. You have to just commit to figuring out if this is a good fit. And then once you know if it is, then you can proceed. So we want everybody to feel good in this. We want to know that we can help you. Yeah. That the value is there. Every session. I recommend so, it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's this so way for people to feel safe, to build rapport and um, to get the, definitely. you know, to have the connection and, and get that, like, this is the person for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, you can dip your toe in without, you know, having to go all in and then it's, it's a great value. If you need it, you need it. And it will pay off in dividends across your lifetime. So, it will. all right. Thanks again, Jackie. And uh, we'll talk next time. We'll keep digging into coaching for people. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. I'll see you. Okay.